When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And Sarah, did you hear me clomping in this morning? Oh, Dimity in the boot once again, but for a new reason. Oh, <laughs> it's the fashion accessory I didn't know that I was going to get for Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't know Santa was going to bring me one under the tree. Um, uh, yes, I am back in a boot. Unexpectedly, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. All right. So share the story because it's a souvenir from your vacation. It is a souvenir for my vacation. So the story is we went, uh, my whole family, there were 14 of us total, including me and my immediate family, went to a place called Las Barillas in Baja. It's the fly to Cabo and then you go up about an hour on the Sia Cortez side. Mm, nice. Okay. Super beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're right on the ocean and it's a big like ATV situation like you don't have you know how like some tropical resorts have golf carts mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is like ATVs instead <laughs> okay. but like I thought that when I heard ATV I was like I always think of like one or two people on it but these had could fit like four to six oh, okay no. yeah so the first day is Christmas Eve and so we go on an ATV tour that's why I was talking about ATVs so my mom had set up a tour and so these great guides came And we drove back to this waterfall (laughs) and we get off the ATVs um, and you have to do a little hike in. And, you know, we look at the sign and it says you're responsible for all your, you know, your own personal safety, Mm. no drinking, no drugs, no, you know, because it's a that you can like jump off big cliffs Mm. if you want to. Wasn't planning on doing that. But anyway, so I go down this hike. It's probably like a third of a mile, maybe maybe a little longer. I've got, you know, probably half my family in front of me and my mom is right behind me. And and it's a little like it's a little sketchy. You know, there are some definitely like some rocky areas and like, you know, they have holes drilled into the rocks. Mm. That used to have a rope on it to oh. like, you know, help you get down. <laughs> I mean, not not a rope and like you're like, you know, swinging like Tarzan, but just like to hold on like to a like handrail. a handrail, you know, like mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a handrail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But there's no rope anymore. So just like just to give you a sense of of what it is. Mm-hmm. And literally like the last step down, my mom is doing awesome. Everyone's doing awesome. The last step down, I can like the waterfall is like 15 feet away. I can like taste myself getting in it. I step down and I, I don't even know what, I mean, I didn't step on a rock. I didn't step on a log. <laughs> I just <laughs> stepped down the wrong way and rolled my ankle so badly. Mm. Oh my gosh. Mm. Just that pain. You know, I know, you know, it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, it. you didn't step on yours. You came sliding down on yours. But <laughs> same idea. Crunch. Right. I heard something. Oh, pop. Yes. My oh. mom was like, and my mom right behind me was like, yeah, it sounded like you're like metallic water bottle, like hit a rock. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody's like trying to help. And I'm just like, I just need to sit here for a minute, mm-hmm. you know, and just like gather mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and see what it feels like. I was able to kind of hobble over the waterfall in the, you know, the little clear pool. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it was cold, so that was great. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm like, okay, let's get it in there. I mean, it's it's already like swollen, like mm. it's already like if it's a balloon, it's like half full already. Mm. And thankfully, I had brought, you know, I when I travel, <laughs> noon will love this. I travel, I put all my Advil in an old noon uh, tube, mm-hmm. and so I had Advil and cold. Like that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of you know the things you're supposed to do. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. <laughs> And um, so I took the buff from around my neck and tied it around my ankle. Oh, so my I'm like, God. okay, compression. Very good MacGyver. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So that's my splint. Long story short, I mean, it hurt a lot. I'm not going to lie. But I got back up. Grand stayed with me and, and we got back up. And, and I was like, okay, well, if I can walk on it, it's not broken, mm. right? That's 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 my thinking, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it continued to swell, mm-hmm. but it didn't like it. You know, again, like my memory of things is like I've broken my wrist. Amelia's broken her arm. Like if you're driving in something and it's broken, it hurts a lot, Mm. like going over bumps and stuff. Mm. And I mean, we had like a two hour ride back to our- No way. I had no idea you were that far from where you were staying. Yeah. Well, it was all, I mean, you could get there also. We went on ATVs, right? So we went like the back route. Mm -hmm. I mean, we stopped for tacos. Like, my foot was, you know, we stopped for tacos after the waterfall. Because <laughs> like, what, you know, that's what the day was planned. I mean, it's really nothing you can do, yeah, right? Yeah. It's Christmas Eve, first of all. And second of all, I'm fine. And my foot, the thing is, my foot didn't hurt in the ATV at all. Mm-hmm. Then the next day was Christmas Day. So, again, like, not ideal as far as, like, convenience mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for things being open and stuff. Mm-hmm. But John noticed that uh, the urgent care was open. Mm. <laughs> so then, of course, my mom gets that in her head and she's like... We got to go. We got to go because my swelling was quite significant. Mm-hmm. And um, we went there. Mm-hmm. The The guy that was there, you know, didn't speak very good English. We didn't speak any Spanish. I didn't bring one of the teenagers with me. <laughs> you know, he's like, you t- you can take an ambulance to a, oh. a town with a bigger house. And I'm like, I don't want to, t- you know, and all I can see is just like dollar signs, bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pesos, pesos, pesos. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, I'm fine. You know, so I mean, I got around. I mean, so the good news is that the place that we were at was on the beach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I made a little care package bag for myself that had like my reading glasses, <laughs> my su- my sunglasses that are also reading glasses, my regular sunglasses, <laughs> my book, my this, my that, you know, like my water bottle, some snacks, you know, so like I could basically like stay in one spot, you know, and not have to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, people helped me a lot. Obviously, I had 13 helpers, which mm-hmm. was really nice. Mm-hmm. It was painful, but it, it is what it is, you know, and so then... I got home Thursday. I went to the doctor on Friday and it was, it's, it's two spots. It's the ankle, which again, I'm just really surprised. And then my foot, the, um, oh, the fifth metatarsal, mm-hmm. as we all know, your toe bone, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's, it's fractured, but they're both pretty mild. So I don't know how long I have to be in the boot yet. So anyway, so I had to go get an ultrasound just to make sure that I didn't have a blood clot mm. in my leg because, you know, it was like injury and flying. I flew mm-hmm. home. It was like a four-hour flight. So mm-hmm. I think that was the main concern when I went. Mm. So they, I didn't get my diagnosis of how long I get to be in this clumper. So anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> yes, yes. They did, they did, I, I loved hearing all the details. They did confirm that. So it's just fractures and you do not have to have surgery. Is that correct? Oh, no surgery. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. they're my, that's the thing is that they're pretty mild fractures, which also might be why I was pretty okay. Cause like I walked through DIA. If you've ever been to DIA, it's a, like it is not a small airport, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. getting home. And 
it just wasn't awful. I was just thinking that it was maybe like a ligament or something. I don't know. So I got to say, I got, I got to say my, my husband, Jack, who went to law school, not medical school, when I told him about it after you and I talked on the phone and then I got off and told him. And when I said how swollen it was, he goes, oh yeah, it's, it's broken. I go, no, she thinks it's, and he's like, it's broken. It wouldn't swell that much unless it was broken. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And uh, when he told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jack knew it was broken. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so. Uh, um, So, yeah, but you know what? I'm making the most of it. It's okay. And also the fact that you don't have a cast on it, so you can, I'm assuming, take a shower um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah. and you can, you can and you worst. can put pressure on it, which when I saw you do it the picture that accompanies this um yeah. you know our our show notes, it is you doing TRX down strength training down in your basement and I was like, "Oh, why didn't I do that when I had my fracture ankle?" I'm like, "Oh, because I couldn't put any weight on mine for 6 weeks or something." So the fact that you're able to walk it, I'm not saying that you're not that it's done, oh, yeah. done no, suck it, at all. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. But, oh gosh, no, 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 it does. It, I mean, I'm I because well, originally when I went back, you know, if you can remember 15 minutes ago when I was talking about being at the GP. <laughs> <laughs> um so, you know, she's obviously not an orthopedist. And so there's a thing called a Jones fracture, mm. um which if you've never heard of it, it's on your fifth metatarsal and it's in the middle of the bone. Mine's at the end of my bone. Oh. And for some reason there's no um, like the blood flow there is just minimal. Oh. And she was like, I don't mean to scare you, but you may really be in for a ride because, oh. um, you have to have surgery typically on a Jones fracture and you cannot put any weight on it. Mm. Thankfully, she was uh, chatting with somebody on the computer, an orthopedist, because mm-hmm. she, they were going to send me home with crutches. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh no, no, I'm not no. using crutches. <laughs> like yeah. I was just walking on it for a week. Like mm-hmm. I did not want to be on crutches. Oh. But yeah, so anyway, yes, I have been working out. I mean, that's the thing. I just decided like, okay, what can I do, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, big asterisk, I didn't ask anybody. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> didn't ask the GP and then at the ortho, it was all about the blood clot or lack thereof. So I, I have not asked anybody. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not doing like lunges or, I mean, it's mostly just upper body stuff. Uh-huh. But like I did the many happy miles workout, like what I could do and I can squat mm-hmm. You know, with no weights. I can do a wall sit. Wow. You know, so yeah, oh. I'm just gonna do what I can do. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's that's good that's, news. That's all we need to talk about now. Is the podcast over? <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking we have we had four questions. We're gonna cut it down to three, maybe two. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally hear you, Dimity, and and I wish you a very speedy recovery. I'm my my right ankle is sending your left ankle all sorts of good healing <laughs> vibes. <laughs> Thank you very much. And thanks. Yeah. For, if you're still listening, thanks. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I know people are hurting for you. So, all right. Well, this first question is Kate, who has an interesting question about sports bras. Hi, another mother runner friends. This is Kate from Chicago calling with a question that I probably should have asked about two decades ago. How do you put on a sports bra? I mean, I get the ones that wrap around and hook together in the back, and I can hook them together in the front, and then I twist them around and put them up. But I have some bras now that have hooks, but that have to go over my head also. And I I am positive that the way that I'm putting these bras on is wrong and stretching them out. I'm going just like over my head hooked together. But I bet you two have so much experience about putting bras on. So how do you put a sports bra on? Thanks, girls. Bye. 
All right. Well, Kate, LOL on your disclaimer that you should have asked this question two decades ago. So given that dim, you and I aren't amply endowed, uh, I put this question to our Facebook crowd to see how they put on their sports bras. So it's going to be you and me reading various answers because there were a lot of intriguing suggestions that I wish some had video to them. They don't, but we will read the words for them. So Julie Lynn kicked things off with the question isn't how to get it on. It's how to get it off when you're all sweaty. And then a little laughing emoji. That is is a big deal. That's a lot Mm -hmm. harder. Um, That's harder even for people who are not amply endowed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Trish wrote that she slides one arm between her bra and her body. What I'm thinking is that she puts one arm in the armhole Mm -hmm. and then flip it up over my head. I used to dry and grab it and pull it over my head like a shirt. But someone said they did the one arm trick. um, And I've tried it and been doing it ever since. So much easier. So, gosh, I don't know. So I slide one arm between my bra and my body and then I flip it up over my head. That is open to interpretation. I like I, I that one feels like it needs a video, doesn't it? <laughs> See, but I also think though, I think if we had just gonna say it, if we had bigger boobs, I think we'd know we'd understand a little better all okay. of that stuff. So yeah. So so Kim said, I have to undo both the straps first. She has she has a bra that has Velcro straps, she says. Then I pull it over my head and twist it around my body so that I can do the hook and eye thing, uttering profanity under my breath the entire time. Then with the straps still undone. I twist the bra back around my body, again, with the profanity and also knowing that if I haven't clasped it tightly enough, the chafing from the workout itself will be torturous. At this point, I'm halfway through my calorie burn for my workout because (laughs) of the twisting and turning required to get dressed. If I manage to get the bra twisted back around to the back so that the hook eye clasps are in the back, I do a small celebration and then a breathing exercise to calm myself down for the restrapping. I next twist myself like a pretzel into grabbing one of the straps and I try to thread it through the right spot in the front of my bra. Oh, that is a tough one. I know that move. And get the Velcro to stick on itself while also asking it to support the weight of my chest. If I don't get the Velcro strap in just the right place, it slingshots back to the back again when the Velcro comes undone. I count to three deep breaths. You can do this and then try again. Success with one question mark. Take on the other strap 10 minutes later and I might be ready for my actual workout. To which I say, yikes. Oh my gosh. Major, major props for that. That is mm-hmm. uh, a lot of work. And it mm-hmm. kind of makes you, it's kind of like putting on the boot, you know, it's a little like you kind of dread it, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. fun about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, so Lisa has a, she comes from the bottom up. Um, So she says, <laughs> I'm, am I the only one who does this? I unhook the back clips, then pull it up and over my hips, like a pair of pants. I then swivel it around and do the clasps and pull it up over the chest. So she has had shoulder surgeries, so she can't reach behind and clasp or pull it over her head. So that's definitely mm-hmm. some good good logical solution. I like that one, Lisa. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Catherine has another method. She puts her arms through the armholes. That's what I was thinking that our first one was. Up to about my elbows and hook my thumb through the hole the head goes through on the back side. <laughs> I feel like we're trying to like, like we're back in like fourth grade where we had to like write how to make a peanut butter and jelly to like learn how to write clearly, you know, and you're like, and put it on one side of the bread, you know, like it's like, anyway. Okay. So going back to Catherine, 
She puts her arms through the armholes about up to her elbows and hooks her thumb through the hole the head goes through on the backside. This is important for strangely strapped sports bras. She mm-hmm. winds her arms as much as she can and pushes her bra over her head with the other hand. Then once it's over the chest, I release my hands and push down the bra over one boob at a time. I usually have to adjust the back strappings and tuck in the side boob. Oh, the mm-hmm. all-important side boob. Very mm-hmm. good. I like that one, Catherine. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the fact that you have those bras that have a hook and go over your head, they are a little befuddling. <laughs> they are aren't they they are but i actually for a little while before i became hooked no pun and no literal intended got devoted to handful bras i would sometimes wear those because a, a lot of straight pull over the head ones it's that getting them off it then makes you have to do the wonky wonky twisty turny dance to get them off so at least being able to undo some of the tightness then allows or, gives you a little bit more space. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause my, you know, as a swimmer and former rower, my back expands so much when I like, you know, go to grab my arm, you know, twist, wrap my arms around myself and grab it on the back. And then, you know, my lats open up so much that then I'm like, oh, now I've expanded kind of like, you know, I don't know, a superhero or something. So yeah, I just need a cape and then you're good to go. <laughs> so, so I will say that in this thread that we will link to in the show notes, so many women on our Facebook page recommended she fit sports bras. And I was embarrassed to say that I've never heard of that brand before. So I looked it up and many of them have front zippers and Betty, who's a she fit wearer, addressed the removal aspect. And she said, uh, the zip up front doesn't make it an Olympic event to get off once I'm all sweaty. So again, we will link to that Facebook post so you can read all the people's answers and see how other gals wrangle on and off their Tata Tamers. Yeah. Did anyone provide a video? No, no videos. No videos. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with more questions and answers after this brief break. Stay with us. All right. Here is Abby, who's stepping up from the half to a full marathon. Hi, my name is Abby. I'm calling from Eastern Oregon, and I ran a half marathon in the fall, and I'm looking to run my first full marathon in the spring. And I was just curious, the training plan I'm looking at has me start at three miles during the week, which is shorter than I'm running right now. So do I drop back down and start at those three miles and build back with the plan, or do I start off maybe pushing it a little more since I'm in shape to do more miles? Thank you for your help. Very exciting, Abby, that you're going to do your first marathon in a few months. Woohoo! Super cool, Abby. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, all right, Coach Dimity, I know we've addressed this question before, but we both know Abby isn't the only one who wonders about the answer, particularly with, you know, training for spring marathons um, upon us now. So please give us the coachly lowdown. So I would say a couple things. The first thing is um, I would look at the total mileage of the week. And if mm-hmm. you are somewhere around that, like say like the first week of the plan has you at 20 miles total. Mm-hmm. If you run 20 miles around 20 miles, anywhere from like 18 to 22, I would just follow the plan. I would just be in, you know, stay with those three miles. And then because the thing is a long run is what you, you need to build up. I know she's kind of half marathon ready right now, or at least she's mm-hmm. trained for one. So she's not unfamiliar with a long run, but mm-hmm. I would say that. So that's one thing you can look at the mileage. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you could probably jump in to a plan at where the mileage is meets yours 
if mm. the long run is something that you like the distance of the long run, say the the distance of like week three is eight miles. If you've done mm-hmm. eight miles within the last like, I would say three to four weeks, mm-hmm. you're probably good to jump in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's one thing. But the other point that I want to make is that marathon training is long, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it is going to get to the point where you're going to be like questioning life itself. <laughs> so, um, so I would say, keep it easy, right? It's like, if you want to start on week one, which is what I would recommend really, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming back, you know, after the holidays, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just if, if you usually run five and the first week is like three, okay, so maybe that's an extra 20, 25 minutes or something like that. Use that mm-hmm. to foam roll or strength train or I don't know, go Straighten for a your walk. Sock drawer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or go for a walk with your kids or something. I mean, I just, you know, I appreciate it because I know that people really want to get, you know, do the exact right thing. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room here um, for Mm -hmm. sure. And depending upon the kind of person that she is, it's, it's, you don't need to achieve from week one out. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's probably what I would do. Right. Right. That marathon training is so you're dictated. Your workouts are dictated for so long, Abby, why not enjoy the step back that what would be for her step back in those first week or two or three. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Or, or again, like you can keep it going, but just know that it's just going to get harder from here on out. So (laughs) whatever, whatever, whatever feels like you're, you know, suits you best. Yes, yes. So enjoy your training, Abby, and good luck in your race. And let us know on the Another Mother Runner Facebook page how the marathon goes. We'd love to see a picture or, hey, a video. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially if you start with putting on your sports bra before you go out of the house. That would be good. Right, right, right. All right. Well, this is Maya with some serious goggle lines. Hi, this is Maya from Duluth, Minnesota. A longtime listener, second-time caller. I was calling because I recently started dazzling and swimming after listening to some of the triathlon episodes and I get this really, really bad, like purple goggle line around my eyes for about an hour after swimming. And I've tried a couple different goggles and I was just wondering if this is a thing that happens after, after you turn 40. <laughs> Cause it doesn't seem to happen to my kids and if there's anything I can do about it. Okay, thank you. Bye. So I love this question and that Maya started swimming after hearing some of our episodes that talk up triathlons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is funny, though, that she says, you know, I don't ever remember having goggle lines as a kid. And Mm. when I think about swim team meets, like Mm. the kids don't have them. You're absolutely right. Like, are we wearing ours too tight? Are our oh, no, adults, are the, we like so tightly strung, strung that we are pulling ours too tight? No, 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 no. It's not that we're wearing our goggles too tight. It's that our skin is no longer as tight. I, I know. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. yeah, 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 yeah. No, our, yes, kids, no. our, our skin is not, yeah, along yeah, with the, the bags yeah. under your eyes. Mm-hmm. The bags mm-hmm. under your eyes plus the goggle lines. That's a really nice look. <laughs> it's that's a good like look. Probably it's probably so going to be like a back. It's, you know, remember the glamour do's and don'ts? Like that's yes. definitely a glamour don't. I would have been shot, <laughs> shot as in photographed, um, yes. you know, on the streets of New York. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I love that page so much. I did much. too. I did too. Oh, was, I, I kind of missed that, right? Like yeah. now, now they're like do's and don'ts on the Instagram and it feels a little, it feels a little bit more like it was so polished and glamour, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But also so 
episodic. You know, you, you just got the sense of, oh, yeah, I bet that's like on 76 of Madison. Like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You could almost yeah. smell, you know, the like the roasted chestnuts and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and I, always, I often wonder if like people ever like recognize themselves or now oh, that sure I kind of know more about like what happens with magazines, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they ever like stage them, right? You know, they oh, always put a, they always put a, um, black line across their like eyes so you couldn't mm-hmm. really tell who they were mm-hmm. but i bet you that they probably got some lowly editorial assistant to be like totally. okay now go dress super frumpy and we're <laughs> gonna take your picture <laughs> right, right. make your hair really frizzy and then they won't know it's you again uh, <laughs> it would have been our jobs at one point in our life Tiffany. Uh, yeah yeah totally and i would be like yes yes i'll do that okay i'm gonna be in a magazine <laughs> So I have to say, though, I was bothered a lot more by goggle lines in my 20s that used to last for a really, really long time. And it was so embarrassing because I went straight from the pool to my office because I'd go into work. This is when I worked in Boston. I sometimes would even go in and work ahead of time, like get to work super early so that I could leave to go to the pool, which was really close by and get there when other people would be working. So I had a better chance of getting my own lane but anyway so it's a lot of logistics it was yeah yeah yeah. but the brand of goggles i wear which i know don't look super legit dimity (laughs) i I, they uh they don't leave deep lines on my face and that then i will confess that i I look them up online so i could put them in the show notes and i see they are labeled a swim mask by the manufacturer which is called aquasphere it's the aquasphere seal 2.0 swim mask and so they don't sit in your sockets. I mean, I still have some lines, but they're pretty faint. I mean, true goggles, yeah. man. Th- gosh, at my yeah, age, they're, they're, I'd probably have goggle lines for a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your mask is a true like it's a, it looks like a scuba mask. And again, it's you know we're here. We're all about function, not fashion. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> if it works for you, awesome. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how did you how did you find it? Do you remember like how you because like, I was I I can't stand having water in my goggles. I I can barely if it happens you know half thirty you know feet into swimming down the lane line ten, so ten yards in I can barely make it to the wall. Like I just am so bothered by it. Oh and geez, so okay. I was I was just looking for options. Okay, all right, okay, yeah, and I think I maybe. I must have seen someone wearing them or gosh, going back to the magazine world. Did I see them in Fitness Swimmer magazine edited by our friend Mary? Um, um, so a few magazines still around. You all might know it. Fitness Swimmer. Do you get do you subscribe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do not wear an Aquasphere mask. I do get goggle lines, though, but I also just feel like, you know what? Like they fade within a couple hours. And again, like as you get older, it, it feels like a little bit less intense. And if someone ever says anything, Or you can just be like, yeah, I was swimming this morning. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. badass. Yeah, I did my, you know, 2,000 yards. (laughs) There is a pair that I like. They still leave lines, but they are more comfortable. Um, I got Mm -hmm. them for Christmas a couple years ago. I asked for them after I found them. I can't remember on Twitter, which I, you know, hesitate to say now because Twitter (laughs) is controversial. But um, I think they're called Swim and Pig. And we'll also link to those. It's a little company out of Austin. It's like the foam around the eyes is more comfortable. Mm. And you don't really have to, you know, like I have a pair of Speedos too that I, I use them both. Mm-hmm. And Speedos, you know, it's it's like the more that you kind of suction out your eyeball, the more you create that seal, the, <laughs> yes. the more, the bigger the line is, right? Oh, yeah. And so the swim and pig ones are a little bit less, maybe they're called snake and pig. I think they're called snake and pig. 
which is so random, right? So like, I definitely have to link to them because people are going to be like, what was that lion rhinoceros? Like, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Speedo ones because it's plastic around the, mm. you know, the, the that's what oh, the yes, seal is. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When you have foam rather than a gasket, rather than kind of a rolled, um, yeah. Rubber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because, because your kids, both swimmers and particularly your daughter, Amelia was a, a big swimmer. I mean, so you didn't ever feel that when she got back from the pool, she had big old lines around her eyes. If I did, I, I, I don't remember. And if I, it wasn't that, I don't know. I didn't notice her. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Cause I was like, well, of course she just got back from swim. Right. You know, like it wasn't like, <laughs> Oh my God, what happened to your face? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I, yeah. But I, again, I think it's a little bit of youth, but I also think like, you know what, just put your makeup on after your swim. If you, if you do that and just call it good and it'll go away. And you know, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've asked for many years. I've asked Jen, I've asked Liz, I've asked people, you know, that's been on the triathlon trend, trying like a mother page. There isn't really, anything minus you know your suggestion of the mm-hmm. aquasphere so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all right well we will link to both of those eye covering options since they are both not goggles yes yeah <laughs> all right well um and oh that gets you want to talk about my ankle a little bit more sarah should, should we <laughs> right because it Where's does the, remind me stop recording button on this <laughs> <laughs> as i have thought i need to get back in the pool now obviously i wouldn't be using mm-hmm. it um i have not been in the pool since Rancho La Puerta, which was what, October? Mm. October, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I'm thinking it's time to pull out the swim buoy and mm-hmm. um or the pull buoy, I mean. And you know, I've got would have to figure out. I mean, obviously I'm not gonna push off the wall. I think I need to go to the doctor one more time and maybe get some instructions. I have to I have to, t- I have to tell you that uh Trisha broke her, I believe it was her fifth metatarsal in June. And she was the, and she had a boot and she went to, not only went to the pool, she had to be lowered down into the pool by the those um automatic chairs at the side for her oh geez you know for that are for people with disabilities yeah and and i mean she just was like okay and and you know she'd put her boot off to the side and they'd help her out and she'd go in there and use a pull buoy and again like you said not push off the wall and it it did a lot for her mental well-being yeah that's really that's what i need right now i mean like 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 this like the workouts are fine strength workouts are fine and i feel okay but like you know i i can't walk i can't you know, mm-hmm. uh, ride my bike, you know? Yeah. So those are the two things that mm-hmm. just not going outside, you know, I mean, granted, mm-hmm. I know it's winter <gasps> and cold, but yeah. That was the thing that when I had my, when I had my boot on and, you know, again, I couldn't put pressure on it, that there was, our back door has this little tiny, um, you know, um, lump or, you know, kind Lip. of a little yeah. ridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I couldn't get over it. And so I just wanted to get out the back door and stand in direct sunlight and I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I, I think there's value in just getting outside and just closing your eyes and f- <laughs> facing the sun at least or something. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Or being part of the world, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, let's just go do an air. I don't care. You know, if I have to walk into the grocery store, like I need to get out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. going to see, I want to dance with somebody tonight, Whitney Houston oh. at a movie theater. Wow, um, look at you. I know. I'm excited. Have you heard anything about it? If it's really bad, I don't want to know. No, I just, um, I heard an interview with the star of it on NPR a couple of weeks ago. Okay. If it's, yeah. I, you know what, it'll be good no matter what, because I'll probably oh, yeah. get pizza and a beer and 
like mm. dance and, and sing and probably sing along to every word, which will annoy my children. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to all of that. <laughs> very good. Very good. Oh my gosh. All right. That. All right. So we need some more questions, friends, in our new year. So give us a call at 470 Badass One. It's 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to a minute or less. So approximately the amount of time that I just talked about my ankle for. So yeah, (laughs) the number is in our show notes. So no need to memorize the digits on the run. Yes, yes. And all right. So if you are there in our feed, in our podcast feed, you will see that the show that Dimity hosts along with the other Sarah, Sarah Waster Flynn, Used to be called AMR Trains has now many happy miles. And please listen to that podcast. It alternates with this one. And it celebrates and explores any type of forward movement, whether an epic hike, century ride, or your first brisk walk after an injury or pregnancy, or say a fractured ankle. There you go. (laughs) And I got to say, I'm really super excited about our two guests for that will be next Tuesday. Ooh, good. Mm. There's, There's a teaser. Yes, 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 yes. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. And keep those questions coming. We are here with answers. It's always a do. Everything's always a do around here. No don'ts. Thank you for listening because I've had to tell, I want to tell it, you know, someone has to listen and be sympathetic. (laughs) That isn't a family member.